80 and Go, the podcast for people who dream big and aren't afraid to get started. 80 and Go is powered by Blue Dragon Critical Thinking and Problem Solving. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, this is Rob Delasperilla, the owner of BLE Technical Services and the creator of the Blue Dragon Critical Thinking and Complex Problem Solving Method. And I'm here with my good friend, my longtime friend, uh, Dr. Sherry Kevden. And she is the president and CEO of Professional Education Seminars. And Sherry and I go way back. Uh, we've actually taught a lot of courses together. Uh, she's a super friend, incredibly intelligent. And I'm just so glad to have you here, Sherry. How are you? Thank you, Rob. It's great to, to talk with you, and I am just great. Thanks. Oh, good stuff. So I wanted to tell you about this podcast that we call 80 and Go, and I'm so glad and uh, so appreciative that you were able to do this with us. So um, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite stories is about General Colin Powell and his leadership training. I'm a big believer in General Powell and a big hero of mine. And one of the things that he talks about in his training is that, you know, especially when you're in the middle of a firefight, you can't afford to be 100% sure about something before you move on. So in his, in his dogma, you need to be 40 to 70% sure and have enough information to be about 40 to 70% uh, okay with a decision before you pull the trigger. And in business, that might be a little bit too, uh, too low of a percentage, so I actually turned it into 80%. So before I make any big business decisions, I like to think that I'm 80% confident that I have the information I need to make the call. And so what this podcast is all about is stories from our, our friends or clients, who uh, especially who own businesses, if they have their own 80 and go stories where they had to launch something, a new product perhaps, or even a new company, and they had to make some tough decisions. At what point did they decide to move forward? What issues did they have to overcome? Uh, and, and in general, um, what gave them enough confidence to pull the trigger? And I, I love your story. I know your story, but I wanted our listeners to hear all about you and uh, the kind of things that you did almost 20 years ago now, which people will find fascinating. So Sherry, would you mind telling us, first of all, a little bit about yourself, and then tell us a little bit about your company. Oh, I'd be happy to, Rob. Thanks for the opportunity. And to the listeners, I'm so delighted to be able to share my story. You know, one of the things that I think both Rob and I have in our families is um, a philosophy and a mindset of giving back. And so it's, it's just really a lot of fun to think about sharing this. So um, I started out as a nurse and loved that, loved everything about it. Um, but I was someone who um, came from fairly humble means, and I wanted to be highly educated. So I continued to go to school, and I got a master's in nursing, which took me to another level. Um, I had no idea whether I was going to be able to succeed based on the kind of high school experience I had or not. All I knew is that I needed just to work, and, and I did. Uh, you know, I had no, no real guarantee of anything like that, but I had the confidence to do it. Um, and then I decided that I would get a PhD and I decided I would get that PhD in leadership and I call it the finest five years of my life spent at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, 
where I was exposed to out-of-the-box thinkers and risk-takers and innovators and people who had mindsets about insights into just amazing experiences. And I was all in. I really wanted that kind of life. And I was still in my 20s. And so I graduated. I, had a, I got a PhD in transformative leadership which is a really interesting kind of leadership that many, many quality initiatives are built on today. Um, and there was a lot of evidence-based research that went into uh, understanding this theoretical model of what leaders can do to transform business. And so I love that. And I, so here I was, you know, a nurse with a master's degree, um, with that background of being a nurse, having insight into the you know, into, into people and their families and their stories and watching them through all kinds of experiences, both good and bad. And then a master's in nursing where I taught nursing and now this PhD in leadership. And what was I going to do with this? And so I always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a little girl. I, I would, you know, was that kid on the block who had lemonade stands and I would, I sewed because my dad sewed on the side. He was a factory worker and he made things on the side and sold them. And so I knew how to sew and so I'd sew things and I'd make things and, and sell them. And, and I did that my whole life and crafts. So I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. So one of the things that happened to me when I was in the doctoral program with this degree in transformative leadership is that I was really one of a handful of people who held that level of education in that theoretical framework. So I began to speak and I immediately took my research, which was published, which was one of the greatest days of my life. And I began to speak all over the country. And um, I told my story and I talked about what I knew about transformative leaders and how those leaders really can change the world, whether it be on a small scale or a big scale. And so that really catapulted me into a level of um, intimacy with the kinds of leaders that I had studied all these years. And, and, and so funny story, you know, I was, uh, uh, were people of faith and I was in church one evening and I knew that this man was an accountant because frankly, I had made a good amount of money in my likes of which I had never seen before. And he said to me, okay, we need to start a company for you because I'm not going to court with you. <laughs> so we started the company on an absolute whim. I had no idea what I was doing. I just kind of went along for the ride. I did a lot of paperwork myself and ended up having an absolute uh, incredible journey um, where I think we've balanced an amazing company that has really at its heart and soul it's based on leadership, you know, and um, a number of years ago, I got very involved in innovation and decided that I thought I should get an MBA. And I did. And that MBA was around, was really focused on entrepreneurship and it was focused on technology and how technology can accelerate innovation in organizations. So I've kind of married those two things together, still doing work in healthcare still doing a lot of work with uh, the government, which is a trending in innovation right now. Um, and so that's how the company started, Rob. What and um, <laughs> we pride ourselves on uh, a mission of giving back as well. And so the story that I tell is told often 
to try to tell people uh, you can do it. You know, think outside the box. It's never going to be a perfect time. You know, you can say, well, I'll wait till I get a little bit more money saved and then I can afford this and that. It will never, ever, ever be the right time. You just have to jump in, open the door. Some will close and some will revolve. And it's the revolving doors that really are the ones that lead to an absolutely awesome life. What a beautiful story, Sherry. And I know your story, by the way. Uh, so a lot of this uh, I've already heard. But I want to say to our listeners, this is truly inspirational. Uh, again, from hum humble beginnings, a person who values education so much, and of course my family as well. Uh, and, and that is one of the underpinning uh, stories behind your success is education, higher education. And to strive for higher education is a wonderful thing in today's environment. And uh, I think the funny part about your story is that it, I don't think it was 80 and go. It, it sounded more like 20 and go or 10 and go. <laughs> you started your, your company. Uh, I, I love that part. Why don't we start something? Okay, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> actually, I want to bring you back to maybe 15 plus years ago. And I do know another really fascinating story from your background. Uh, and that is how you actually started doing online training way in the past before people thought that online training was the greatest thing. Uh, and, and there you had to decide how to go about it. And uh, maybe that's another AD and go story you could share with us. Well, that's a really interesting story. Thanks for reminding me about that, Rob. I know you and I have had many discussions about that over the, the many years we've known each other all over the country doing work together and having dinner in so many different places talking about this. But so um, PES, Professional Education Seminars, was started in 1991. And then in 2011, on our 10th anniversary, 9-11 hit. And so um, we had to really literally redefine everything we did and reimagine the way in which we were going to work because we had many, many contracts with hospitals where um, we were providing continuing medical education and continuing nursing education and hospitals had to turn on a dime to prepare for disaster uh, scenarios. Right. And so we had to kind of reinvent ourselves and I welcomed it. I was not a stranger to that. So I, I welcomed that. And part of that is that revolving door that I just mentioned. Doors close, doors open, doors revolve. I met someone literally at a cocktail hour in the medical community and who said, gee, you know, I remember once in a continuing medical education event, you somehow used some old time video conferencing to tie in Chiang Mai University and Bangkok, Thailand. And I said, yes, I did. And I continue to use that clunky video software to this day. And he said to me, I've got an opportunity for you. I have no idea whether you will accept it, but we are a clinical research organization, a little bit beyond a startup, about uh, maybe 20 or 30 million at the time. And um, we do clinical trials and we have a very innovative CEO and COO that are just dead set on creating an online environment. It was the perfect storm. They, had, uh, they were a global company. They had 1,800 associates worldwide who had mandatory training for the FDA for these clinical trials, and they were spending a fortune 
flying these people all over the world for this mandatory training. And so I said, I'll do it. I loved the idea. So I thought, what am I getting into? And I went, I walked in and, you know, met the individuals. I said, I I can't wait to do this. So long story short, we spent about nine months doing the research. We were Saba, who is the leading, number one, uh, leading learning management systems at the time. They're still top ranked. We were the number one customer. Um, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, as was this company, and uh, this is the headquarters of Procter & Gamble, who also was trying to do an online initiative. So we partnered and walked the the walk with them, and they were uh, Saba's number two customer. And we created literally an enterprise-wide online learning management system where a lot of these courses, tons of them, were, were created in an old-fashioned um, author-wearing tool called Dreamweaver. And it was very clunky, very old, took tons and tons and tons of time for instructional designers to do that. But we got the courses developed, and we literally brought in, never been done before, under one website, and um, a live collaboration tool, which was called Centra. And that was video capability. So here we went from zero to, you know, hero overnight, nine months. And I remember going into the CFO's office who had given me a fairly sizable budget that I'd only had to use half of. And he said, we're getting ROI numbers, the likes of which we have never seen. How do you, you know, justify this? And I said, you stopped live training around the world. Right. for 1,800 people. You're going to get a very high return on your investment. We went on, that company went on to, to win a lot of awards, not the least of which was the um, recognition of the first online corporate university. And they won the e-learning award that year. Um, they were people constantly coming to visit to understand what we did. And, and the company was so amazing. They shared And I became known as a term I don't like that much, but a pioneer in the industry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, to this day, work with investors who are looking at learning management systems and how they can transform companies, higher education, uh, government entities. And so I, you know, continue to be a big fan of online learning and it has seen we have seen a massive resurgence of it um, in the last uh, number of months as we have all um, you know reimagined our lives both work and play in unprecedented times absolutely and isn't that really interesting that people now are turning to online learning and i knew this story and it is from 18 19 years ago and I can't believe you forgot to mention it at the start, but I, I wasn't going to let you get out of here without telling that fascinating, brilliant story. And again, you you didn't know how to go about it. And it was a matter of gathering your information, gathering your hardware, software, and uh, getting to some level of uh, you know confidence, whether it was 80 or 70 or 60. Again, I think you're, you're more like a 20 and go person, Sherry. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had no idea on launch day. We did a launch for this enterprise online system that was very similar to the news media going around the world on New Year's Eve. We went around to the global locations, each of them launching this online capability in a video collaborative format. And it was absolutely just left all of us breathless to be a part of this. We had local news coverage. It was a really, really, really interesting experience, one that I will never forget. And, um, you know, appreciate the opportunity. Did I take a risk? Absolutely. No clue whether it was going to um, uh, go or no go. And we literally would find people that had some experience in instructional design and technology and put them in a seat that, that, you know, they looked at this software and said, create an online course. I remember very vividly, the IT team had to build an infrastructure, you know, to, to run this capability. And I remember very vividly one very, very bright uh, IT person said to me, um, in no uncertain terms, um, this is really the stupidest idea I have ever heard of in my life. <laughs> and we will never be able to build an online capability that will be able to run this level of software. It just won't happen. <laughs> truly, truly amazing. Actually, truly inspirational. In so many aspects of your career, Sherry. Uh, and, and I bet you uh, our listeners are going to want to have you back and talk about some more of the things you've done. And this is why I love you and I love working with you. And just so our listeners know, Sherry and I are actively trying to develop more training content that we can deliver online together. We've already trained the Air Force Research Lab on things like transitional leadership and problem solving. And we, we love collaborating. And uh, we're taking the opportunity during this COVID-19 pandemic to once again, find that silver lining, figure out how to work together going forward because we're really doing and enjoy uh, every collaboration we've ever done. And as you can tell, Sherry is a beautiful, wonderful human being that anybody will love to work with. So it's been a, a real pleasure and uh, uh, just a joy to have you here with us today, Sherry. I really appreciate uh, the time that you've given us. Any last minute thoughts? Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm just so grateful for the, uh, the time that, that we met. And um, that has been, gosh, we're fast approaching 20 years ago. And we are just very, very lucky to have the strength of friendship and faith and family. And it's just been an incredible journey to watch Blue Dragon, you know, become the best in the world and really and it was set the industry standard and best practices for root cause analysis. And it's just exciting to think about being a part of that. And, and we're working on that now, as Rob said, and it's, it's a very exciting opportunity and um, to really continue to leverage um, um, you know, all of our background and passion for education and really helping other people be the best that they can be. And so that's super exciting for me, Rob. I can't wait till we're uh, fully, uh, fully engaged on online together and it'll be very soon. Fantastic, Sherry. Thanks so much for those kind words, by the way. Uh, but this has been another episode of 80 and Go. I hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to your comments. Take care, everyone. <laughs>